0: Uh, I moved to California in my 20s. I was working in Chicago and teaching kids how to edit and realized that they were all going and getting really cool jobs. And I was just sitting there and teaching kids how to edit. Get in
1: on it, Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So I picked up and moved to Los Angeles in February, which is in television, probably the worst time of year to move because it's not like um, pilot season. They aren't starting new shows. Everything is already well into production. So I really kind of thought strategically because strength finders, that's my number one, um, what's in production right now. And I looked into working at entertainment tonight. So they're in production 24, seven, 365 days a year.
1: Absolutely. Are um, they still so in production?
0: Is I that believe still they are. Thing? Is it? Oh, well. Wow. They are. Yeah. That show's never going to die no matter how many controversies. I went and interviewed there and part of the interview was literally a quiz, like a pop culture quiz, which I for the first time in my life was like, this is like the mothership calling me home like I was born to work here. (laughs) My manager at the time said I was the only person to ever get 100% on the quiz. So I don't know if that was really cool or really pathetic, but I aced it and uh, got a job there in the tape vault. So I would um, log tapes like all day long, like the most boring thing ever. And occasionally, they would let me go do cool stuff, um, you know, with some of the the field production things. Right around the time I started working there was when American Idol first started, like big deal, everybody cared about it. Um, and every like the day after every broadcast, we would have somebody on the show, like whoever got kicked off. And Paula Abdul became a guest host on Entertainment Tonight to talk specifically American Idol. Of course. So obviously, right? I mean, why yes, wouldn't we yes. just? have Paula Abdul on hand whenever we need her. So, her she had a producer assigned to her to cuz you know, she's Paula Abdul and that producer for some reason thought I was funny and would just ask me to do random things while I was supposed to be working in other places and one of those was I need you to take Paula's car and I need you to move it around to the other parking lot. And I'm like, "All right, no problem. I know how to drive. This sounds easy." And I walk out and it's a Lamborghini one. Uh, and it's in a part of the Paramount lot, which is where Entertainment Tonight was shot, that the only way to get to said parking lot was to go outside on streets of Hollywood and come back around through another gate that I don't normally have access to. So I spent the next 10 minutes, like, white-knuckling it all the way through Hollywood, like, oh, God, somebody's going to hit me and I'm going to owe Paula Lamborghini. And, like, had to come through the gate and, like sell it that this was paula abdul's and obviously i was driving it for her and let me into this restricted access area so
1: how do you sell that to some some gatekeeper guy that's that's standing there he's probably seen everything right He's
0: probably seen everything and he's i gotta tell you the security guards of paramount have, have seen everything i've got a funny story about that too but they literally were just like whatever i'm sure this dummy doesn't own a lamborghini so she's got to be somebody's assistant <laughs> Let me right in and like didn't even bat an eye at it. And I, I parked the car and proceeded to like not. I was like I peaked. I'm done. I can't do anything else today because I have no more adrenaline left in my body. So, but that speaking of security guards, that leads me to sorry another story, and it's so random. I was walking into work at Paramount and saw a man arguing with a security guard about a script, and said, "I'm here to pick up that script. I need it. My agent sent me over here and." They were like, well, we need to see your ID, sir. So he hands the ID and he goes, well, the ID doesn't match the name on the script. So I'm sorry, I can't give it to you. And he's like, well, what am I, what am I supposed to do? I'm auditioning for this tomorrow. I really need the script. And he goes, well, someone needs to verify that you are what the name on the envelope is for me to give you the script. And I walk up and again, like I said earlier, I was a font of useless knowledge at the time. So I went, excuse me, sir. uh, Does the script say Eddie K. Thomas? star of American Pie movies, Eddie K Thomas. And he's like, "Why yes it does." And I go, "Well, that's him. I can I will vouch for him. You you can give that to him. That's him." And uh yeah, it was he was very thankful and I uh, realized that for once in my life my useless knowledge information could be used for good um, instead of evil.
1: Who who is Eddie? You could have you could have, the, you could have full, pulled Stiffler. that name out of anywhere.
0: He's Finch. Sorry, Finch, the nerdy one. Who slept with Stifler's mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which today, no <laughs> if he was in my bedroom, I probably wouldn't know who he was because that's just like that part of my brain is gone. Yeah. But at the time, like I prided myself on knowing like the D list actors because those were the people you would sit next to at bars. And it was always funny to be like, hey, you used to be on, you know, Saved by the Bell. What's up, Mr. Charlie?
1: served you breakfast too a few times. A,
0: a lot of times. Yeah. A lot of times. So. My roommates used to always laugh because that every time we'd be out, I could spot somebody like I would know somebody or I'd be like, oh, hey, that guy's got a twin brother. Like I knew weird stuff about people. And that's how I started conversations. Like I I would just kind of weasel my way into strange conversations because I knew random pieces of trivia.
1: Our closest claim to fame in L.A. as many times as we went there, having family there was we were driving along the beach and cameron from uh oh i just lost the movie uh ferris, ferris bueller's Bueller? day off uh, yeah his real he, name is he, alan he,
0: rudd because that's yes. a piece of useless information that i know
1: he, he walked across the street as we we're sitting in the car and and my wife goes hey it's cameron and we're like oh yeah <laughs> and then we just kept going when and the light changed going with that, yeah. that's
0: like your life when you live in Los Angeles it's, I'm sure that yeah. happened exactly to me I was like that's Seinfeld's mom like she she just, I almost hit her in my car yeah like stuff like that happened quite a bit um one of my favorites there was this bar in Los Angeles that we used to go to that I I, I was obsessed with the movie LA Confidential before I moved there with like oh, Russell Crowe yeah. and Guy Pierce. like I thought that's what living in LA would be like would be like a 1950s noir movie and it was just dirty, and I mean, it was just not at all like that. It was kind of weird and gross. Um, and so we used to go to the Formosa, which is the bar in that movie that, uh, in the movie, was like old timey celebrity pictures on the wall, and like Gene mm-hmm. Harlow would sit there, and we would go there, and like like Jud Nelson would show up, and like that's the level of celebrity by the time we lived. Yeah, there.
1: Like I'm thinking by it. the time you were there, this place was well beyond its heyday. It wasn't, of yeah, like, Hollywood glory. <laughs>
0: In like beautiful starlets, it was Judd Nelson during his Suddenly Susan heyday, pulling up in a Mini Cooper with the British flag, the Happy Jack flag, <laughs> on top of it. And I was so intoxicated, I believe I um yelled things at him like Suddenly Susan, more like Suddenly Snoozin', thinking that was like a burn. Yes.
1: So you're that person. You're that oh, totally. person that was heckling, heckling poor celebrities on their career choices
0: (laughs) so if you ever hear like on a on like a talk show if you're like this one night like more than likely that was probably me um out thinking i was really funny and saying terrible things to people right to their faces yeah
1: i'm glad to see you've grown up a little bit
0: yeah oh not much not much i still say terrible things but now people think i'm just joking so i can get away with a lot of it
1: yeah i've noticed that you get you get a free pass for a lot yeah
0: yeah i mean you can literally walk up to someone and say like i despise you i wish you dead and they just go oh you're so funny you're so funny you kill me and i'm like no i want to kill you and then they just laugh even harder and the the upside is you can say whatever you want but the downside is is that um no one believes you when you are really has, seriously like has so no impact the worst.
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> so be careful what you wish for
1: So speaking of the worst, tell me about Kelsey Grammer.
0: Oh, Kelsey Grammer. So I, when I started at Entertainment Tonight, um, had the worst shift ever. So I worked Sundays through Thursday nights from 3 to 11.30. And on Tuesday nights was the night that Frazier shot on the stage next to us. So usually by the time we were wrapping up and leaving, our shift was when they were finishing up and closing out. So on any random Tuesday night, you'd see like, Eddie the dog being walked, you know, backstage <laughs> or like people smoking that you're like the guest stars. So you'd recognize people. So we had a group of five of us that worked the night shift and we walked out and it was um, myself and another two other ladies and then two guys who are still good friends of mine. But at the time, were like single guys, very young, really not knowledgeable of how the women like women's bodies worked. And they were asking all these really stupid questions about periods and and things like saying things about like oh well she must just have her period and i got really angry about it as i do a lot of times still to this day when people have misinformation about periods i turned around and yelled it's science girls bleeds out of their girls bleed out of their vaginas it happens you just gotta get over it and i walked around and as i turned kelsey grammar was standing right there and made like the most disgusted like creeped out face I could have imagined Kelsey Grammer would make yeah Um, yeah. and then proceeded to just not acknowledge it and like walk right past us like he'd heard nothing and I turned to my friends and I'm like that was was Kelsey Grammer and they're like yes that was definitely Kelsey Grammer and now he knows that girls bleed out of their vaginas in case he didn't before you mentioned it to him and I'm like well he's a doctor so he should know Right? Well,
1: yeah, this was like Pete Fraser, wasn't yeah. it?
0: Yeah, I mean, he has a degree, so yeah, he definitely, Dr. Frazier Crane probably knows all about girls' anatomy.